This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. I'm recording from Brooklyn, from where I grew up in Crown Heights, and I'm here with my father. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, Peretz. I call my father Tati, the Yiddish version of father. So I think that's the most important Yiddish word for me is Tati, and my kid's calling me that too. And I'm here because my Tati's Tati, my grandfather, passed away this Shabbat. It's a couple days since then, and my dad is sitting Shiva. So I thought it'd be a good time to just uh, talk about what it means to be a son or a dad, or for that matter, have a legacy. And what it means in our world is that my grandfather came from Russia and eventually came here. And my father is part of that journey, you know, born on, born on the run. And then I'm born fully here in America. So truthfully, growing up together, we're all grandfather, grandson, but we're really from different worlds. And you bridge that gap. You bridge the gap of these two worlds. So it means a lot to me to just ask you, how do you see your son and your grandfather and your dad, essentially these two worlds, you're the one in the middle. Uh, what's it like being that uh, person? It, it, people uh, usually, when they ask me, who am I? And I say, my father's name, my grandfather's name, they say, oh, you're an anical of Paris Muchkin. And I usually correct them and I say, no, I'm a father of Peretz Muchkin. Wow, wow. This is my yichas. And um, although a different relationship now, now is a relationship of, of, there's no obstacles in between. There's no, you said, I said, you thought, I thought. There's no people in between who come and tell you stories this way or the other way. There's a, a kind of a, a new chapter, a new direct connection of, soul to soul, so to speak. And what you're reminiscent of is only the good things, only the, you, you don't remember the, necessarily the, 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 the daily life of uh, just, uh, uh, you know, eating, sleeping and drinking. And that doesn't really, is not what you remember. That's not really what you come with. That's not really who you are. What you are really is, what did you do in this particular moment that you, when you had to rise up to the, to the plate, to, to help out, like when the Iranian children came, he rose up and he went helping them cooking. And before that, when he helped so many hundreds of people and thousands go out from Russia. And after that, all his life, he, was, he rose up to the plate. If the community council needed work in the community council, he was there. He was there wherever it was needed. I think that's um, very appropriate to talk about him that way because I, I remember him that way. I remember you, I know you this way. And I just think of the lineage I am as basically, if you see something that you can help with and fill the void, you go and do it. Uh, today, I use the words to add value to things. Like for me, it's all about where can I add value? And, but growing up, you were somebody who was a model of that. You lived in Crown Heights, but at the same time, every time something needed to be done, some money needed to be given, work needed to be done, you were always the first to volunteer for just about everything. And without needing appreciation. And same thing, my grandfather was always signing up to do something 
So when I look at my father and my grandfather, and for that matter, my great-grandfather, I think about people stepping up to add value, and I uh, appreciate that legacy that you've given to me. Well, I, I saw Zadie, I saw, I saw him as an extremely confident person. He was always seemed so sure about everything. There was never any, any doubts. I never heard him say like, we have to have faith or like that. He was always like, full he only changed ahead. his mind here and there. there, okay, and there. Here, here. Well, you know, full steam ahead. But when he did change his mind, he was sure he changed his mind. Uh, I'll share a memory with you. Once uh, he came to the house to borrow one of your vans, you used to have those big vans. And, uh, and so I was there for whatever reason I was in the van with him. It was just him and I, and we were flying down Ostern Avenue. And uh, we, we, I guess we took a light and we were pulled over. Not the by, first time. It wasn't that we, were pulled up, we were pulled over and the cop comes to the window and I'm sitting there with my grandfather and he says, uh, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? He's like, no. He says, you, you went through a red light. He said, no, no, officer, it was orange. It was orange. <laughs> He's trying to explain him it wasn't really red. It was yellow still going. And uh, the cop was laughing like crazy about this orange business and let him go. And so I always just loved that, like, straight focus. Like, it looked like he was finagling out of some issue in Russia the same exact way, you know, with his... So he had his own logic to things, and I never saw him as, this, as like anyone else. He was really a unique person. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and th there's other conversations, but you're not a friend with your son. You're not... You're not Chavalap, uh, they call it in, in, in Hebrew. You're not buddy-buddy. Uh, you don't call your father or your father-in-law, for that matter, whoever needs to hear from it. You don't call him Yosel or something. You call him with respect. You know, Tati or, or the whole world is, 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 calls their father, father. They don't call them by their name, you know? So this is, uh, um, we have to all uh, sometimes... Sometimes you have to be close to your children. Let them know that they're part of you and they can, they can be all you are and more. And uh, that's the do that you have to be. Sometimes on a personal level, when you see him personally, you tell him a word that you wouldn't say it in front of the other children, but you tell him, in that respect, you tell him, you know, parents, you know, between me and you, you're, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, uh, although I don't say it enough, but uh, it's well, not, listen, we don't want it to get to, but, but I don't want, yeah, like that. So, but from time to time, you have to show them personal. I will say that I do know, I do know that every single time Zadie came over to the house, you always gave him your seat and you always gave him the best you had. It was always noticeable that you gave him as much respect and you revered him very much. And, I guess it was just, it was a very, all, all fathers and sons and mothers and daughters, children and parents have relationships that are being worked out over a lifetime. And, and you know, and, and I think now, uh, now you're left to make of it, whatever you make of it and whatever you can really take out of the relationship for the good is, is all you really have. And uh, in Jewish tradition, we think about when somebody is not alive anymore as not being, they're not dead per se. We think of them as just being released from the physical barriers. And now they are in a status of like, you can reach them in a way, in a greater way, because now it's just consciousness to consciousness. There's a direct connection. So I just, uh, I think like since being Hasidic Jews and everything spiritual, 
sometimes I feel fortunate that we have this connection that we have with our Rebbe and, and our family that no matter what happens, we feel this conscious connection all the time. If you go in the directions of your fathers and your forefathers, they, give you, they gave you the background, they gave you the energy to go on with it, and, um, and they're still around and involved in, 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 in even in, in a more limit, limitless way that they're now, uh, when, when, when there's no boundaries and, and limitations, they can really uh, uh, do good for you. And I feel that I've seen it by many people, in my opinion, that when a person passes away, I've seen by many people that year, some of the children got very successful. They, they take the, the, all this uh, that they, get, they got and they add from their own. That's where the success starts to begin with. And, and you, ha you have upstairs somebody, uh, uh, a male or somebody who's, uh, when you're connected and you're davening for him and you learn and whatever you're doing, and there's a connection from soul to soul, and he's able up there to press the right button, and he knows the right places, and uh, and and you, he can he can he can he can trigger that energy that'll come down to you that you could be prosperous beyond imagination. And you should know it's a part of it, or a big part of it is coming from your father's up there in Shemaim. Uh, uh, success comes, and I'm sure my father wants the success of all his children. But I think. For me, he wants even more success, being that I'm the oldest son and being that he didn't have a chance over here to do as much as he wanted to over there. So I think this year I probably will become a billionaire okay. and uh, it's just a way, but I'm not, I'm not, I really think so that the father has such a tremendous, uh, um, could have such a, especially when he did so much good stuff in his lifetime that he really has a lot of schusim. Yeah. Well, I, I've always found it uh, interesting that the biggest part of his legacy happened way before I knew him and happened way before you knew him, right? The, the biggest part of his legacy was helping Jewish people leave Russia and creating an underground network that uh, the town of Lvov, Lviv today, is, an, is a town that uh, is a city that was gray area because it was Poland for a while. So if you had a Polish citizenship at the end of World War II, you were allowed to leave Lvov. So they used that to get this, these passports, bring them into Lvov, and then give them to, to, uh, to community members and family members and get them out. So many people growing up in my neighborhood came out of Russia because of this network, because of this work that him and his brothers and his friends did. And that was a huge part of his legacy was essentially essentially that but then there's the next the next part of the legacy is of course what we do with that information and how we're inspired by that and how it affects us um my father uh used to go every night back and forth from russia to uh, uh from lemberg to the border lemberg is Lvov. 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 so he so when every night they had a transport the people used to fill up uh, a car of a train and these were kettle cars that the soldiers uh, who were Polish had a right to go back to Poland after the war. And um, this was the only way to get out of Russia. So there were a lot of soldiers who, who got killed or died in Russia. And they were on the black market, market pa papers that they, they didn't have pictures, but they had, there were documents that there's a soldier. Now you add the, the name of his wife. Now you add the name of his children. 
So you add a family to it, and those are the black market papers that people use to, uh, to get out. Get out. So, so people came to Lvov, Lemberg, and they stayed there hidden in, in, in basements or in attics, uh, uh, waiting for their time to leave. So he had bribed the conductor of the train. Usually he was the man who organized that uh, on the ground. And, and they used to sometimes add uh, a kettle car to the, to the whole train, to the locomotive, instead of five cars, six cars, whatever. And, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, and they, and they le left a certain time. So they used to go with trucks and, and pick up all these uh, people. And they used to give them papers. So a lot of people had to hazard the names on. Uh, they, they had, had to, to memorize. memorize the names. And by the border, not everybody remembered their name. So he, my father once said there was Aryeza Belenitsky. They asked him his name, and the guy uh, couldn't, remember his, couldn't remember his name. Name, you know, date of birth or something. And the guy's standing there like a like an idiot. And they're Polish. They're supposed to be able to speak Polish. So how do you do that? So uh, so one guy is standing there. What's your name? And so my father was turning his head like this by his ear. He was making like he's a crazy. So the other guy says to the crazy, and the the, the chief guy said. So they're all turning their fingers. Hey, go go right. for it. So anyway, so when he used to finish a night's work, he used to go back, return to, 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 for the next uh, day, for the next night. So really, the last time that he left, he was not intending to leave Russia. He already sent out his father, his parents, a year before. Uh, and, 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 and he, but he was there in Russia to stay. So Mendel Futefas worked with him and other great Hasidim worked with him. They had a really strong team. Some of them they arrested afterwards and they never... But so, so what happened was the last train that left, he was on the last train because he, they, 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 it was, it was, he had to follow through on the border. It was dangerous and it was, it was not good. And, uh, and so he had no choice. He couldn't go back. This is the... This, 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 the, the, the story of legends, what they're made of, that everyone gave their whole life. And a metal foot of us is another story, but we'll, this is the story about Russia and the, the way he took out Yidden from Russia. I all the time think about this, that I come from a list of people who gave their life over for cause, for the cause, or for causes, for Judaism, for God, for their Rebbe, and then I think about how every Jew has somewhere, a grandfather, great-grandmother, somebody, at some point you're going to hit in your lineage a family member who gave up their life for, for who we are. And when you think about it, what are we doing with that energy? I always wonder, like, everybody has within them this, like, nuclear bomb. They could basically give their life up for something incredible. What do they do with it? And, and I try to remind people on the high holidays that they have this. And that's what they're, they, they, they have the capability of really giving themselves over to something special. All these lineage, my grandfather, my Zadie, you, people before me, it was always this, you give yourselves over. And when I was a kid, so my name, Peretz Munchkin, is named after your grandfather, my great-grandfather. And I was born a month after he passed away. So I was the only Peretz Munchkin now in the world was this kid who who is, you know, a true American chocolate-eating, uh, Bialy-eating, uh, you know, Anyways, whitefish eating boy. So a few years in, I started hearing every time somebody would say, what's your name? I'd say Peretz Muchkin. 
And right away they'd go, whoa, it's been that long. You know, it was like this name in the neighborhood. But what they always told me without fail, I must have heard this a thousand times as a child, is they would go, oh, you are going to urge to have the real self-sacrifice. You'll see, you're going to be full of self-sacrifice. And be like, what are you talking about? The original parrots, he had great sacrifice. My grandfather uh, had great sacrifice. You know, even my dad, they were building the neighborhood in Brooklyn and he's part of that beginning of the school system and all that. They had sacrifice. What me sacrifice? I grew up in the lap of uh, middle-class luxury. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what sacrifice? And, and I just, I think about that message a lot because what they mean is that you're going to live in San Francisco. You're going to live in Venice. You're not going to live in the comforts of your community. You're not going to live in the comforts of your family and uh, and the support system. You're going to go out there and build a support system for other Jewish people as best as you can and try the best and tell them that what their job is is to also build a support system and just get as many people to galvanize their homes, their lives, to include other people and to create uh, this micro-Jewish community that uh, affects the macro. and Part of the whole Jewish nation, part, it's a family. I once was in, uh, in 770 in the, in the synagogue here with you and somebody pulled you to the side they wanted to that whatever you were talking about and I heard you say to him I was a little kid but I heard you say that uh, if you can't pay me back uh, you pay me back when you can and if you need more money let me know I'll give you more too and so I asked you the guy owes you money why are you offering to loan more money if he can't pay you back and he said well your uncle my great uncle and uh, he on a gold he, he loaned you money and then he said, I need the money back, but if you don't have the money to pay me back on the loan, I'll go loan more money for you so you can continue going. Uncle once told me that when, you, uh, when he loans money to somebody, he already parted with the money. If he gets it back, it's a present, the way he looks at it. If you can't part with it, if he won't pay you back, don't even loan it to begin with. Mm-hmm. You have to know that right now you have, he doesn't have, give and that's I, how, because that's that's a, a true good deed. It's a real metaphor for everything. It's like it's not yours. It belongs you to Hashem. Do you see it it's as not a pure yours. act of giving, or are you going into business with this person? He's like, if you're going into business, then write a partnership and give him money. If you're not going into business, then uh, you have to. It's all about giving. Okay, for now we'll. Uh, for now, for now it's. Uh, are you allowed to sing during Shiva? Whether I'm allowed or not, if it comes natural, this, this is the way it, it is. Comes, you know, your grandparents brought back songs from uh, Russia. What I mean is that during war, people you lose a lot of the trimmings of your life because they get lost when you're trying to survive. So people would come back, and some people had a, a line from a, a rabbi a hundred years ago that would have been lost. They remembered it. Some people had songs. Some people had different, you know, agencies of courage that they brought from the old country with them. So I come from a heritage that brought a lot of things over with them from the old country to the new world. And one of those things is music, lots of songs and lots of things. The, the feelings of the heart has to come and inspire and, and move you. Flow has to flow naturally. So Mazeta Peret sang a song. I don't remember all the words, but I'll sing it a little bit. And, uh, and this is a song about uh, the situation today. Chobob gilweb, shemach chikyor, ay vishnil unshnel, tavegi flegun. Vais vigrei, sanindigroehor, undrukun indrayen, nizayin gibeng. 
Meine Kinder jorun, wach nicht vergessen, wie sie haben in meine Werung geklungen. Adi Mamenjo ist bei meinem Wiegel gesetzt und hat mich das Liederle gesungen. Als die ganze Welt ist wie ein finsterer Stub und alles ist Hevel Avoli. Ein kurzen Spann ist von Wiegel bis zum Grub und die Welt ist nicht mehr ich hole, es gewinnt ein Kind, ach, wie geschwind, und jetzt wart auf mir ein Käfer. That's it. Oh, that's always just some of it, huh? Thank you, Tati. Um, you should be blessed with a long life and uh, lots of joy. And may you uh, take the best parts of your relationship with your father and be able to continue on the, this great tradition. Thank you for teaching me and bringing me into this. And as, uh, as I uh, think about how it goes on, I'm sure for you as well, I, I hope you'll continue sharing with us some of the great moments of uh, that relationship. So wishing you a long life, great health. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, if you want some explanations on some of those Yiddish words, hit me up. Feel free to email me at word at rabbiparrots.com. Thank you, Paladin Studios. I going to talk to you soon. Yeah,